Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, horror fans? This is the Horror Zone 607 Podcast, and we are coming at you from the 8122 Production Studios once again, as we do each and every week. We are here to bring you the week's biggest horror movie news and talk all things horror. I'm your host, Spooky Mike C, and sitting next to me, my co-pilot, the man that helps me get through this each and every week. And let me just tell you... We've got fun facts about him every week, but this is a big one. This is a big one because the classic 1980s Patrick Swayze song, She's Like the Wind, was written by him, for him. He's rich. Yes, I love myself so much I wrote that song for myself. Yes. Literally, because I am like the wind. You are like the wind. I'm like the wind. And see, I sing it better than Patrick Swayze, too. By the way, the late, great Patrick Swayze. Yeah. But... It is Swayze Saturday, But you know what it is? I I needed to give it to Patrick at the time because... I wanted him to be a megastar. I That's, wanted it. Like, he was my pick for megastar. And think about it. After that song, he went on to be a megastar. That's true. Roadhouse. Yes. Point Break. Yes. Ghost. To Wong Fu. Yes. Ghost. Right. Ghost came out after. I think the only movie... Sam that, Wheat. I, if I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the only huge movie he was in that came out before that was Dirty Dancing. The song was for Dirty... Actually, he wrote the song, song previously, previously, but yes. he talked him into letting him use that song right. in Dirty Dancing. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing that it predates. Which there wasn't really a whole lot of Dirty Dancing that was going on. Maybe no. in, maybe in 1980s it was. Well, do you remember that movie? Place in the the, 60s. It takes place in the 60s, so yeah. maybe that was dirty for the time. It was dirty. It was. He was a dirty boy. You're dirty. Oh, I am. I love Patrick Swayze, though. I'm yeah. not even joking. I do, too. It's great, man. It is Swayze Saturday when we're it recording is. this. Dude, fucking Roadhouse, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, yeah. And Terry Funk's in it to tie it into wrestling. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's right. That's a good point. Well, uh, we're here. We're here. It's you and I. It's me and you. There's uh, just you and me, me and you and you and me. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I there's, no, uh, there's no maestro. No. And there's certainly no professor. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, just, just in, the, the, the masses have found out the professor wasn't going to make it today, and all of a sudden we can't hold him back any longer. Guys, come on. You don't have to be that mean. That's pretty mean. We have, we're, we're doing this again in front of a live crowd this guys, week. Guys, guys, calm down. Can you can you bring it down? No? They're still going. Yeah. They're so happy the professor's not here. I tried to get them to not do this, and here we go again, Mike. Horizon 607 is filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah, they're, they're dying we're just down. like thank, cheers. Thank you. thank you, guys. We're thanks. just like cheers Thank you here. for dying down, guys. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate all of that. Uh, we tried to get them not to do that. We had this stuff like that, you know. But uh, basically, you know, in honor of the professor, though, like, I think we have to. Boo this man! Oh, that's just rude. That's rude. This crowd is rowdy today. I just want to point this out. By the time that would have taken place, he would have said something. So he would have deserved that. Yeah, he would have. He always jumps in when I'm introducing you. Yeah, I know. He doesn't wait for his cue, you know? He, Come on, professor. You're better than that. Well, no, he's not. Boo this man! What a raucous crowd we got. Taking out the professor once again. Anyways, 
With that being said, though, we got a we got a we got a pretty decent show. We got week three of George Romero July coming up in uh, in the second half of the show, talking horror. But first, Mike C, I know you've planned out a, a wonderful array of news from around the world of horror. But uh, I had to give you the most horrifying song I could find to intro this. This was especially when I was thinking of this. This was especially for you, because I know we like to bring in the horror news with something vi- you know, vibrant and scary. Terrifying. And I felt like this week, this was the week to unleash the scariest song ever. Are you ready, Mike? I can't wait to hear what it is. I'm terrified. I told you. That's right. We just rickrolled the entire Horizon 607 audience. That's right. We're the listening audience. Up, though. That's right. We're no strangers to love. Absolutely not. You know the rules. So don't I. But anyways, with that being said, <laughs> I think it's time for the Horizon 607 news segment, Mike C. Yes, it is that time. And um, we don't really have a whole lot of big news this week, but we got fun stuff to talk about. We always come up with something for you. Uh, so the first thing is... Uh, I wanted to talk about A Quiet Place Part 2. We've been talking about that a lot. Dose. And um, not much more to say about it, but uh, that it is uh, available now on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus making big moves. They got yeah. some other things coming out there. I think there's a couple of movies exclusive. I heard at one point in Juncture, uh, they were in talks to some uh, directors about doing exclusive content yeah. just for Paramount Plus. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it. It's the one streaming service I currently don't have. Same here. However, I might check it out just so I can watch Quiet Place Two again. Yeah, I did you can see it in uh, the theater. Yeah, you did. I, I haven't seen it yet, and um, you know, I I want to watch it, and I don't have Paramount Plus either. But you can get a free seven day trial on it. If you don't like it, you can get rid of it. I heard yeah. that it's a little bit, eh, they haven't really found their footing yet. Down there, no. But let's, let's find out. Let's give them a footing. I mean, I, I feel like I have so many streaming services currently. <laughs> I know. I don't know what else I'm going to do, man. Like, I, I literally have a ton of streaming services, but I, I'm willing to definitely check it out just so I can watch Quiet Place 2 again. Uh, and I, like I said, there's other things coming to Paramount Plus in the horror realm. Yeah, isn't it the uh, Pet Cemetery prequel going to be going yes, straight there? Yes, it's going straight there when that comes out. That's one of them. Uh, I do believe that uh, they, they do have up other uh, properties that they own. I I, Twilight Zone is up. Yeah. Even if uh, even though they're not making new episodes, you can watch the the ones they already put out. And I do believe that they're going to... They, I don't know if they are putting them up or not, but I, I've heard rumors that they're putting up all of the Twilight Zone eventually. So that means the old Rod Serling ones plus the 1980s version. Because they, they own the rights to all that because CBS. You know, what's weird about that is Sci-Fi, which is owned by um, NBC Universal... Yeah. Uh, they have the marathon in every yeah. year. I yeah, hope that, pay, that doesn't you know go away. Here's the thing. I hope, it probably won't because here's the thing. What they do is they when they do the marathon, they pay a boat ton of money to yeah. Paramount. That's my so favorite sure, part of New Year's. I'm sure. I'm sure Paramount's not going to let that extra money go. I, I like that more than than champagne and uh, the balls dropping and you I mean, know, it is Ryan a great Seacrest time to wake harassing up. women. You wake up hungover and you're just watching some yeah. some good old fashioned Rod Serling classics. Uh, the '80s versions aren't too bad either. We were just discussing those in the break yeah. before. Believe it or not, Wes Craven directed five episodes of the 1985-86 versions. That, I, I did didn't even know, know that. He was a director. I but I didn't episodes. realize that uh, Richard Donner had directed as many. Yeah, I know. Until we it's talked crazy, about that man. last week. So, so when you find new things out, the more you know, right? The more you know. I, I, I need to get that sound in the, uh, <laughs> in the board for all shows because it always comes up. So yeah. there you go. Well, you know, it's it's definitely, like I said, $4.99 for the commercials version, uh, $9.99 for the no commercials. So Very it's like most of the other ones. It's like Peacock. Yeah. So uh, so check it out. Get out there and check it out. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter will be returning to the new revival of Dexter. 
But isn't she dead, Mike C? Uh, I believe so, even though I've never seen the show. Nah. I've heard that she died, uh, and, and so did John Lithgow. Yes, exactly. And they're both going to be back. They're both going to be back. So we're so. thinking there's going to be some flashbacks. I think flashbacks, or I think they might revisit, like uh, Dexter had in the past used to talk to his father, who the, on the show the father was dead. Oh, okay. So uh, maybe he's adding to the ghost in his head that he talks to. That could be. He, so I think it's going to be one of those two. It's got to be. Or maybe they're both still alive, like Stu Mocker. Listen, yeah, exactly. They, we can rewrite history. Like, it doesn't matter that we saw you get, you know... You know, disemboweled. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or a 150-pound television dropped on your head if you're Stu Mocker. He survived that. Anything. Eviscerate. You get eviscerated. You could be the girl that gets chopped in half in Terrifier and make it back for the sequel. Yeah? Oh, that that would be interesting because she was hot. Yes. Yeah, and you met her and I didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah. You didn't get get her number for me. No. no. That would have been amazing. She follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. She follows Horizon. It's good. Yeah. Very, very lovely. Because I met her. She seems like a lovely lady. There you go. Um, I know that you had not seen them before uh, we got talking about it before the show, but um, after we talked about it, you did check it out. Uh, what did you think about uh, the Monsters concept design The monsters from uh, are- Rob Zombie's The Monsters? I mean, we're talking about the house and stuff. I think that's cool because it looks like the, the original floor plans of the actual Monsters house. So he's, ta- he's paying attention to details. Uh, they showed uh, the Nightwear for Herman, which does match up. I agree with fans. It matches up with an episode where we saw Herman in his nightwear. So, like, that's cool. Obviously, that's not what he's going to wear all the time. I, I'm assuming it's just going to be for nighttime. And then they showed what uh, what uh, Lily. Lily is going to be wearing full time. And that looked it looked it all, it all looked good. The only thing that threw me off, and I knew he had to get it in there, was it looks like there's a hair piece for what I'm assuming Grandpa is Monster. Grandpa Monster, and it's got the mutton chops. <laughs> so he, yeah. he, he had to white. Which tra- Grandpa did not have. He had to white trash it up somewhere. Yeah, I'm a little. Uh I still want to know where this is going to go. Is it going to be like a G-rated type thing, or is it going to be like a TVMA? <laughs> you know, like what are we what are we looking at here? I have zero NC clue. NC seventeen, the monsters. Like, I I hope it doesn't go that route. I, I don't want to be entertained that way. Just from the concept photos, though, it looks weird because everything looks like he's doing a fan movie for for like true to everything. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we have a, a hair thing that doesn't match up. So it's like. Uh, well, most of it does. That's the thing. But then it's got the big chops that Grandpa did, that I don't. I don't remember Grandpa. Grandpa didn't have the big chops. The, the big chops. No. So he's yeah. he's definitely adding that because you have to add it in. Like I said, it's got to white trash it up a little bit. You got to do it somewhere. You got to do it somewhere. Uh, so the next story uh, that I want to talk about is there's a convention coming up, and uh, we will not be taking part in this. But I wanted to get this out there for uh, fans of horror that are in the Chicago area. So the original. 1978 LTD station wagon that Michael Myers drives in the original Halloween is going to be on display and you can actually sit in this get your picture taken in it whatever you want to do you can do this it is the real car that Michael drives around in the 1978 Halloween Uh, it's going to be on display at Flashback Weekend Chicago Horror Con uh, there's also going to be uh, several actors from the original Halloween as well as Halloween 2018. Woo! Uh, that makes me want to go right there. You know, Should go. Halloween 2018. Uh, but they'll be on hand, and you can actually, like I said, you can sit in the station wagon. The Nick Castle once sat in as the shape. Uh, the event's going to take place July 30th through August 1st at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare, Chicago in Rosemont, Illinois. Tickets are available at flashbackweekends.com. That's flashbackweekend.com. By the way, I want to point this out. Uh, the one question I have is where did he learn how to drive? I want to know that, too. Where Maybe did he learn we'll how to get drive? some... Uh, the mi- greatest mystery of all of the Halloween films. However, if you go by the Maybe original... Maybe someone around here taught him. But, but if he you was go, doing very well last night. Right. That's my point. So here's the thing. Going by the original timeline. The original timeline. 
Yeah. So Halloween through Halloween 6. Yeah. The original timeline. Yeah. It is very possibly that Dr. Wynn talked to him how to drive. Yeah. Because Dr. Wynn ended up being the head of the Thorn Cult. Yes. So in retrospect, he is talking to the man who taught him how to drive in the first movie. If you go by the original. Yeah. So that there we Dr. go. Wynn. Right here. Right here. On yeah. Horizon 607, we broke the mystery. We have solved we it. We solved that mystery. The next mystery we're going to solve, because we are now Mystery Inc., is fuck Sean Cunningham. Yes, that's true. Hashtag. Hashtag fuck Sean Cunningham. I wish we could have gotten that started on Twitter, because he deserves it. He, he deserves every he bit of it. ruined everything. Um, but yeah, some of the actors that are going to be uh, involved with this uh, this convention, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Tobin Bell and uh, Shawnee Smith are going to be there. So there's going to be a little bit of a saw some reunion. Nick Castle. Um, Nick Castle will be there. Uh, Randy Couture. Okay. UFC legend. Yes. Uh, DB Sweeney will be there. Okay. Uh, I don't know who Charles Band is, but Kane Hodder is going to be there. They, they put movies next to them. So Charles Band, what movies are next to him? Uh, Castle he was Freak. From he was in Castle, Castle Freak, Freak Taurus Trap, Puppet Master, Trancers, yeah, okay. Ghoulies, Dolls. So he's just in a bunch of uh, B movies, which is fine. I don't know. Is he? Yeah. I think he's an actor in those movies. Actually, I, I would I, assume I, he's an when actor. he was younger, he looked different. Yeah, he I, I think I know who. I, I think like I know. Trap I, too. I, I, I think I know too. who he was in those movies. Continue. Uh, Kane Hodder is going to be there. Okay. Uh, Nancy Stevens will be there. Of course, she was uh, Nurse Marion. That's right. So she's going to be there. Uh, James Jude Courtney, who is the new Michael Myers, will be there. Uh, we got a couple Aliens uh, alum that are going to be there. Mark Rolston and Jeanette Goldstein will be there. Uh, Charlie... Benet from Anthrax? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who Carla Harvey is, but she's from she's Butcher from Butcher Babies. Babies. That's, that's a Zach band. Galligan is going to be there. Oh, man. That's enough to go right there. Yeah, Gremlins, Gremlins 2. Waxworks. You forgot about yeah, Waxworks. Yeah, Waxwork. Uh, Peter Cowper, who okay. I believe was the original Miner. Yes, he was. Uh, in in uh, My Bloody Valentine. He's going to be there. There's going to be a Friday the 13th Part 5. I knew you were going to like this. Friday the 13th Part 5 what? reunion. What are tickets to this like? Uh, they were expensive. Uh, give me a price. Let's let's go and, and give me a uh, price. Give me in the fans a price. While they were talking about, because the part five has now got me in. Part five has got me in. You get tickets. Just go to get tickets. Yeah, it's right there. Look at that. We're we're doing this live on the air for you folks. We are because I want you guys to know what the ticket price is as well. Because I might be going. Who, who knows? So what we're looking at is, and it's different for children. Uh, it's children under a certain age are free, and they're they're reduced prices. But basically, you can get in, advanced tickets uh, seventy five dollars for a weekend pass. That's eighty dollars at the door. That's not bad. So not too not, bad. Not bad not for, for a three day. Not, not, not for, for who's no. going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, single day advanced tickets uh, thirty five dollars for the Friday show, forty dollars for Saturday, thirty five for Sunday. Sunday should be the cheapest because nobody goes on Sundays, but continue. Right. Uh, if you get the tickets at the door, uh, it's $40 for Friday, 45 for Saturday, 40 for Sunday. So you're better off getting the weekend pass if you're going to go more than one day. Yes. Yeah, That's absolutely. By the I way, mean, if you're going to go just Friday and Saturday, I mean. What you're getting, the I'm just going to throw it out there. That's uh, That's actually pretty good. Well, yeah, if you pay $75 for advanced tickets, that's going to cover Friday and Saturday, and then you can go on Sunday. It's like a free day. Yeah. The only bad part is, that, you know, then you have to pay for any autographs and everything like that you want. Yeah, you got to pay for autographs but that's, and that's, photos. But that's on, that's on uh, the, the actors and everything else. Yeah, Kane really Hodder is going to be uh, dressed up as Jason. Oh, there's a photo op for that. I don't know if yep. you have to buy that in advance. In Saturday. Though, which is fine. On Saturday, it's going to be a photo op. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, this is... Uh, this is a pretty big uh, cast of characters that are going to be there. But yeah, that's a Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Friday too. Friday Part 5. Yeah, Dude. Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. Yep, there's going to be a reunion for that. Um, Dick Wyand is going to be there. Man, I should have. I should have, I wish I would have known about this sooner. I tried to get in there to be a host some panels just because. Sandy Johnson, who was uh, Judith Myers. Okay. In the opening scene of, of Halloween. 
uh, Christopher Nelson, who designed the remake mask, or not the remake, the 2018 mask. Okay. So he's going to be there. So, so uh, oh, and Sven Gulli. Oh, Sven Gulli's going to be there. Gonna be there. You want to meet Sven Gulli? He will be there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this awesome. is awesome. Right. This, this is, is a quite a bit. Awesome convention, really. Quite a bit. Like in right on the air, you guys found it out. I mean, listen. If you're in the Chicago area and you're listening to us, this is a great time. If you're in the Chicago area and listen to us, send us some pictures. I, I Please don't know. do. I don't know. I might. I might try. I, I have weekends off now. I might try to take my ass to Chicago, Illinois. Who yeah. knows? I'll tell you what. That's a brutal drive. Oh, I know. From here. That's why I don't really want to go. Yeah. It's, it's, if I was ever going to go to Chicago again, I'd be flying there. I don't ever want to drive there again. Yeah. I'm not good in the car. I'm I'm decent in the car, but it's just it's it's a fucking boring drive. It's just like you pass when once you get outside of New York State and you get into Ohio. Uh, let, let me rephrase this: after you get past Cleveland. Ohio. Basically, from that point until you get to just outside of Chicago, where you can actually see the skyscrapers, you basically look like you're driving past the same farm over and over. Oh yeah, for about six straight hours. But even when you get out past Corning in New York State, the road from just there, gets from bad there, out there from there until Erie, because that's where you're the roads there. are just awful. It's just it's not only is the roads awful, but it's just a bunch of farmland out that way too. It is. Occasionally, it's, you pass a town in a city. Yeah. I mean, it, it at least looks like New it's York a, State. I'm just still. saying, it's, oh. it's a rough drive. It is. It's mostly because of the road, unless they fixed live. it from when I was last out there in 2010. So, but yeah, that's that's. If I was going to go to Chicago again, I always said I'd fly. Maybe I'll take a helicopter. But as a callback, I would really be out the door if we had part five there. We have Killer Clowns. That's perfect. If we had a reunion of the cast of Freddy's Dead, I'd be fucking there. Yeah, because if they all three of those, Carlos. Oh man, well, nice hearing from you, Carlos. <laughs> Beck and Meyer, he ain't up to much these days. No, he can he can stop by and sign some. I think it's time he starts getting on the horror uh, convention. I already met Lisa circuit. Zane. Yeah, I met and did a panel with her at Scarecon. So yeah, it would be, be interesting to uh, talk about her music again. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think we have one more thing in the news, right? We got one last thing, and I know you would enjoy this because I know you're a fan of it because you've been to this before. But uh, this year's Halloween Horror Nights is going to feature uh, some pretty big mazes. They've announced a couple of mazes. So previously, they announced there's going to be a Beetlejuice ma uh, maze and a House on Haunted Hill maze. Awesome. Uh, but just a few days ago, uh, they announced that there's going to be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre maze as Ooh. well as a Bride of Frankenstein Lives maze. I mean, for all. All of those sound Texas great so Chainsaw far. sounds like a, that Dude, would be the most fun. They that would be terrifying. Been, they have been doing a good job of using IPs now in, in mixing them into their original stuff. I also know the host is going to be Jack, the clown. He'll be the host this year because uh, they've already announced that as well. Yeah. So the, it, it's a good year to go back. I mean, last year they did like a, a like a very abbreviated. It wasn't really. They didn't call it Halloween Horror Nights. They did some houses, though. But they were all like set up with like plexiglass and nobody got. So this is going to be the first year of going back to, to what it is and actually having the Halloween Horror Fest. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights, sorry, uh, title to attach to it. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get to check it out, man. I One day I need to make it down there. Yeah. One day. I, really I want to go, too. Put me in your briefcase. I want to go. I mean, you'd fit in the briefcase. I would. I'm a little guy. Well, maybe people at home want to go. Maybe they also want to go to uh, the, the, the convention you just mentioned as well. Maybe they just want to talk about what we talk about in the news or tell us what we should talk about. They want our opinion on something. Or maybe they just want to say hi, Mike C. I you, wish that they would. You I'm know, lonely. You know how they could do that? Social media. Absolutely. We're on Facebook. We Horror are. Zone 607. Like and share the page. We are. We're on Twitter. We are. And Instagram. Oh. At HorrorZone607. Remember, whenever talking about the show, it's hashtag HZ607. Then, of course, if you want all that information, you can go to 8122productions.com. You can find out all about what we do here at Horror Zone. Also, we can find out about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, the wrestling show, friends of the show, and so much more. All at your fingertips at 8122productions.com. And then, last but certainly not least, 
If you would like to support the show monetarily and get a ton of extra bonus content, including this very show early, plus the bonus stuff, go to patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get all that bonus content and so much more. And with that being said, Mike C, I, oh, and if you uh, forget any of those links, it's simple. They're right down in the liner notes of this podcast. Yes. So, uh... Mike C, I believe you have a trivia question? Well, I do, but before we get to that, you know, as, as you know, on Patreon, we do the unslashed uh, version of the show where we talk in between breaks and our, our uh, pre-show meeting and everything is on there. And uh, for those of our patrons that are listening uh, this week, you know that uh, there's a giant insect on the wall out in the building that our studio is in. I'm pretty sure that it's the, uh, the creeper, actually, that's in here. The thing was that big, it's no longer on the wall. It's somewhere in here now. It's it's fine. It's I'm pretty sure it's the creeper. It was that big. It was not that. It might have been the Mothman. I don't know. It was a big bug, but it it, it, it was, was huge. it was probably a spider. But you're calm down. Just calm it down. I can't calm down because it's in here somewhere and it's I probably going. It, to I eat hope us. it bites you. I think it already did. Anyways, yes, let's get to this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. And uh, you know, as we said at the top of the uh, the show here, uh, this week we're going to be reviewing George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. So this week's question centers around that movie. Here we go. What? This is pretty easy. I think you're going to get this no problem. What major department store was prominently featured in the original Dawn of the Dead? One more time. What major department store was prominently featured in the original Dawn of the Dead? Nordstrom's? Yes, it was Filene's Basement. (laughs) Well, the, the answer... Is coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 podcast. By him, for him. That's She's Like the Wind. That's by right, Patrick Swayze. But yeah, it was written you. by him, for him. For, by me. For Rich. Yeah. By Rich. I wrote this for me. Yes. That's right. All this is... What a beautiful song. Look at that. I felt the breeze on my face. Her body close to, to me. me. Real close, because we're the one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Yes. Something I can 
Uh, I love. A fool I, to believe. Yeah, I, I still do love Patrick Swayze. Don't give me wrong. I do too. Like I said, it's Swayze Saturday today as we record this. Well, so. that's awesome, and we played some Swayze for Swayze. Right after, it's right in between Phil Collins Friday and Sue Studio Sundays. Oh, I love. So. Yeah, dude, Philly Collins Fridays is always the best. Phil Collins Friday is the greatest day of the week. I love. I look Phil forward Collins. to it every week. So. But let's get to the horror zone. Movie question. Yes. So the answer is coming up here in just a second because you're. I know you're going to get this one. But the question one more time for this week's uh, trivia question was: What major department store was prominently featured in the original Dawn of the Dead? If I'm wrong, I, I, but I do believe it's J.C. Penny. Uh, yes, as well as Haley Mills. Yes, Haley Mills as well. But J.C. J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny <laughs> is the correct answer. Yes. Uh, which now I mean, kind of on their ass a little bit. Yeah. But back then, when the mall craze, you know. Yeah. Well, with that being said, of course, that means it is time for Talking Horror. And, of course, you know this is George A. Romero July. And today we are talking about one of his zombie classics. We did not go with Night of the Living Dead. We did not even go with Day of the Dead. Hell, we didn't even go with Land of the Dead. Right. No, we went. Maybe we should have. 1978 classic Dawn of the Dead because we wanted to mix it up a little bit. You yeah. Know, going in a different direction than most places go. Ladies and gentlemen, Dawn of the Dead was originally, by the way, there's a bunch of release dates here. You're going to love this, Mike C. Dawn of the Dead was originally released on September 1st, 1978 in Italy. Oh. March 27th, 1979 in Japan. April 7th, 1979 in Dallas, Texas. And April 13th, 1979 to the rest of the United States. It makes sense with Italy because wasn't Argento involved in yes. the making of this? Because yes. it was very much a giallo. Yes. Not only was Dario Argento Ask. involved, however, also uh, the band that plays in this, the Goblins. The Goblins? Yes, is our Dario Argento's band. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they play in that makes sense. House. So the Goblins <laughs> is in this. So there you go. Uh, so with that being said, yes, inter- but it's an inter- it's an interesting distribution though, and they're spaced out so far, except for the lump from Japan to the U.S. release date. Right, that's all in April, but previous to that, Italy. Interesting, yeah, makes with, sense. Though. With that being, and also it explains a lot when we get to talking about the movie and the uh, and the blood and stuff. Yeah, now you know now you know yeah. why it's familiar. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the runtime of this movie also also varies <laughs> yeah so the, i see this the uh the uh <laughs> runtime for cans or for cons sorry was 139 minutes the runtime for the u.s cut is 126 minutes and the runtime for the italian cut is 119 minutes i'll tell you what uh when i watched this i i felt every minute of the 126 minutes i'll tell you that there's a little peek into my review right there. So the movie was written and directed, of course, by George A. Romero. It was produced by Richard P. Rubenstein. Uh, and, of course, it stars David Emge, Ken Foray, Scott Rayner, uh, Rain, uh, Galen Ross, and a ton of zombie extras. And, of course, of course, the man who uh, did some of the practical effects for this movie, the great Tom Savini, is also in this movie. Yes, he is. Uh, Tom Savini. I love it when he puts himself in the movies. He does stuff because he usually does the crazy thing. He was for about him. my favorite part of this movie. By the way, you're gonna you're gonna fucking die about this one. So the budget for this movie was six hundred and forty thousand dollars. I believe it. That's not bad. No. Guess the box office. You have it in front oh, of you. I just though. happened to look right as you said that. Sixty-six million dollars. <laughs> I wanted you to guess, and you said, "Yeah, I just happened to look at that right as you were I know, asking." I saw you do it. Six, Sixty-six <laughs> million dollars in the box office, Mike C. Yeah, uh, dude, that is a hell of a return on your money. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they they did well. They did well. All right, so let's talk about Dawn of the Dead. So Dawn of the Dead is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. 
by this time, the zombie apocalypse is uh, gotten a little steam behind it. Uh, it has not completely taken over the U.S., which we will see in the Day of the Dead movies or in the Day of the Dead movie. But it is it is more widespread than what it was in Night of the Living Dead. So the opening scene of this movie is actually going into a, an apartment building in the lower income side of town where the cops are shooting out with actual, not zombies, obviously. Yeah, just people. Just people. But then there is zombies in the house. Yeah. One of which they were trying to protect. Yeah. And then he decides he's going to eat one of the people who he decided, well, bite one of the people that was right. protecting him. Because that's what zombies do. That's what zombies do. They don't understand. You cannot keep a zombie as a pet. Yeah. Unless you cut off their jaws. It's like a dog. You have but to cut dumber. off their jaws and their arms. Like and I love Michonne. dogs, but they just they can't reason with a dog. But think about they it. Can't like you, with got, a zombie. you gotta do it with like Michonne. Cut off their the bottom of their jaw and their arms, and then they can't really infect you. That's a good yeah. I think that was really one of my favorite things they did on that show. Well, they also did in the comic books, but what they did on the show. I, I wouldn't know, but that makes sense. I, I didn't watch that show. You didn't watch Walking Dead? No. Anyways. Wasn't a fan. I tried. There wasn't a fan. That, that, that's, a friend of mine was that on was there. She was one of the zombies. Oh, that's she cool. was killed like 15 times. That's amazing. Yeah. Not everybody dies 15 times. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, then we fast forward to uh, the news studio who's covering a lot of this, and they're getting overrun by zombies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that leads our heroes who steal, who steal a copter, steal the news copter. Our, our heroes do this. Yep. And they go and they end up landing. Well, they 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 pick up. You know, they have a couple friends, uh, and then they go to a mall. They had that's to do what a little shopping. Do. That's what you do. Yeah. Although it's not bad to set it up. They do they do secure the mall, and everything's going well. Everything's going great. They did a great job securing the mall. They, at the original part, they did. Yeah. But then, of course, shit happens. Things get a little uh, crazy. A biker gang stops by. <laughs> Yeah. Breaks into their oasis. Tom Savini and his biker gang. Allows, by the way, when they're driving around aimlessly in circles inside the mall. Yep. And the zombies, that's when the zombies start overcoming because, of course, those idiots let the zombies in. Yeah. And uh, we have a little battle between the biker gang and our heroes and the zombies, and then one of our heroes gets bitten by a zombie. It was a triple threat. Gets bitten by a zombie. Yep. And then everybody succumbs, and then we have two of our two of our heroes win the day. Only two left. Two out of four. They get away. That's what I said. They win yeah. the day, though. They win the day. They win. The day was theirs. So that's that's the movie in a nutshell. I I know I kept it super simple, guys. Come on, let's be honest. We're not. I, I don't want to. We're not going to go beat by beat. We're not. We don't have to go beat by beat because, of course, when we do our review, we're going to talk about different scenes, anyways. Right. So uh, first of all, going back to the fact that Argento had a little bit to do with this, including music production on this. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that is why we are using fluorescent paint as blood. Yeah, that is a Jalo move. Yeah. And it makes sense. Uh, that's makes one sense of the things I have, hate about Jalos. I was going to say, this is, makes sense why you uh, have a distaste for yes. some things. Yeah. I do not like Jalos. I do not like the blood that they use in Jalos. And that was on that was in full effect here. Although, this is one of the this is the one that gives us a couple uh, real good disgusting scenes. Of course, Tom Savini setting up uh, some great early prosthetic work for him. Uh, we have some ripping into and some flesh tears and... Some really cool stuff. Uh, not not as great as it would become, but this is one of Savini's first, like... It was his first. It's, it's his first movie doing this. Yeah. There you go. It was his first major motion picture where he was involved with the special effects. And I can say it, 19, 1978, like, there was movies that were doing stuff like this, but the realism that, that he portrays, other than the blood and stuff, I, I thought was actually pretty good for the time. Now, mind you, over the years, he would perfect this, as yeah. we know, and it would get better and better, but... I think this, once again, going by the fact that this was his first one, I think you got to give it a little pass on the rough edges even. 
That's where I will give it a little bit of pass because I, I actually have notes. I don't usually have notes for, for our reviews. I just kind of, you know, wing it, you know, uh, after thinking about well, it and watching what? it and everything. But let's I have notes through, about let's this. Let's go through your notes because then I'll add in things from there. Okay. Well, since you mentioned it, this was it was third on my list here, but Savini's work, it, it was the worst work that I've seen him do. But it was his first movie. It was his you first got, movie. You, you give him an excuse him a, there. Cut him a little, little bit of slack. I mean, for what it is, I mean, yeah, I guess it was pretty... He aimed for the moon. Yeah. And and a lot of the effects looked good. I and mean, it was better than anything that had ever been done, really, right. at that point, maybe. In uh, yeah. 20, well, I think about think, it. I'd have to go back and watch and see some of the movies again. But. There's a couple things that I think were done in other movies by this time in 78. But, however, I want to point out the fact that you got to cut him a little slack. He was still learning. He was still learning the ropes. Obviously, he would get... I mean, he's the master now. He's been the master for a while. Yeah. But, you know, give him... A, but I think he still did a great job. Yeah. I, 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 for what he did, it was a good job for 1978. Now, for watching 1978. it with 2021 eyes... Not yeah. so much. It also, with the fluorescent paint blood, I mean... Ugh, I hate take that. Take away. I don't know why that grosses me out so much, but I do not like that. Um, atrocious acting. Atrocious <laughs> yeah, acting. Yeah. That's the first thing I had on my list. It was very goofy and very corny. Are you trying to say... That our good friends Ken Foray, Scott Rayner, <laughs> Galen Ross, Tom Savini, David Emge, James A. Bafico, Richard France, and more couldn't act for shit. They couldn't. By the way, Richard France was also the doctor in uh, The Crazies. Same guy? Yeah, same guy. Look, I wonder if he's the same the picture, character. The, the picture there. He's not the same character. He's the one in the news studio, remember? He's, oh, he's yeah, the yeah, yeah, news yeah, personality yeah. guy. I think he does play a physician, though. But I, I, but he's on he's talking on on, right. the, on the news, but yeah I forgot that he was in this movie. Well he wasn't any good either. By the way Ken Foray amazingly known for fighting Michael Myers in the bathroom <laughs> and yes. how the Halloween remake from uh, yeah Rob Zombie and uh, he was also in um, Texas Chainsaw Part Three Texas Chainsaw Three as well as uh, what call it Rob Zombie's uh, not not House of a Thousand Why am I having a complete brain meltdown here? Not House of a Thousand Corpses, the sequel. Devil's Rejects. Devel's Rejects, yes, thank you. I'm having like a total That's all right. That's senior right. moment here. Ken I am the oldest one. By the way, Ken Foray is awesome. He is the I love best, Ken Foray. He's he was the best, the best actor in this, movie. in this movie. Yes. Although uh, it's not his fault. I don't think the performance was his fault, the, the parts that I caught from him. I think the script was just that bad. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Because like the, the talking points in the script, not very good. Right, they weren't. Um, I, I thought that the plot was stupid. Uh, just, just not a good plot. Um, the sound effects really bother me. They were extremely corny. Um, like when they turn everything on in the mall, like you know, just the corniest <laughs> sound effects ever. Um, terrible, terrible uh, sound effects, like or sound editing, I should say, uh, and sound effects that were used. Um, these are the worst zombies I've ever seen in anything. Just the blue. Yeah, just painted blue. Paint, gray. You know, yeah. just, I mean, at the time they admitted that it didn't translate to camera the way they right. would like it, but. Uh, Once again, I, I can see where you hold it against, especially in 2021 eyes. Right. I, I did put looks like a Jalo, which we've already talked about, which well, I we, hate. we know why. Uh, pales in comparison to the remake. Oh, absolutely. I'm a, I'm the remake again, is really good. Second week in a row, I'm going to say that the remake was better than the original. Yes. Um, and, you know, honestly, before I score it, the last thing I've got on my notes here is the score, which I, I'm actually going to give it a little bit higher because I, I started taking notes before I actually finished the movie, and I hated so much of the first half of the movie. I was like, oh, this is a 1 out of 10. So I, I had a 1 out of 10 on here. I'm going to give it a higher score than that. I just want to okay, point well, that we, out. We haven't gotten to the scores yet. So I just, I'm just mentioning that. That's what I had right, written down. I'm going to give because, it a higher score. Was this because but, the goblins are now, you, you know the goblins are on the soundtrack? Is that now why you're That's why I'm pumping okay, it up, good, yeah. Good, because as, as you should. But here's, here's my thing with this. Um, I do not understand why legions upon legions of horror fans 
absolutely love this movie. Th- this movie is ranked in the top 500 movies ever made. Not horror movies, movies. Out of all the thousands of movies that have ever been made, it's in the top 500. I don't remember where it's scored. I don't have that written down, and I don't care. That's that's a very high score or high ranking for this movie, and I don't understand it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that I'm a pretty fair score with all the horror movies that we've talked about in the history of the show over three years. We've scored a lot of movies. We've talked about a lot of movies, and I think I generally like or love most of them. Right. I think we've been fair with our score. No, I, I'm you, know, very you always fair call me the heel of everything here, but I think right. that you know that I hate everything, but I don't. I, I really <laughs> do like most things. I don't understand this. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain this to you because I I, I I understand why people do think this is a great movie. Uh, not because I necessarily do. We'll find out in a minute. But uh, here's why. Because first of all, when people are making lists of like the top 500 lists, most of the people, the critics and stuff that do that are people like our good friend. This is not a shot. People are like our good friend, the professor. We were explaining last week, like I try to re-explain that we all have different things when we score a movie. Like I believe me and Mike almost go by almost the same criteria for movies. So we're very similar. So when you hear us give our scores, it's why a lot of times we're close, unless I really like something that he didn't. And that does happen because obviously taste goes into effect. Right. Uh, both of us have different tastes movies and looking for different movies and also if I'm not expecting much going into a movie sometimes I'll grade it slightly higher because it impressed me because the bar was already set so low uh, sometimes I, I'm a little more aggressive and harder on things when I've had a bar set so high I try I try as a critic now doing podcasting for the over over three years now between the two shows I try hard now to not go into things and putting them on a pedestal for that reason right. because it really affects my grading but sometimes I will give something a grade out of like I said pure entertainment value right. like Honestly, like when you're talking about something like, um, uh, just for example, Maximum Overdrive, like that's a fucking terrible movie. If you're rating it on like being a movie, it's like a one out of 10, <laughs> right? Right. But it's an entertaining fucking movie. So I would give it a five out of 10, not because it's great, because I, I'm admitting that the reason it's in the middle of the pack is because the movie sucks, but I'm so entertained by it that it's good. And we did the same thing with Lamageddon. Right, right. It's terrible, so enter- terrible it's, movie. It's so entertaining it so that entertaining. it's good. You, so that's how me and you kind of score. And we've already explained that. So the professor is like how most film critics who make lists score. And that is he's very artsy. He looks at everything very uh, down. Uh, a lot of times he'll give extra points on stuff just for the way it was shot and if it was shot originally and stuff and that's fine he's gonna he's if you were here to to if you're an artsy horror fan which you can be there's a lot out there a24 is making movies and making money and, and amongst other things uh that is kind of who you're going to relate to is what the professor says about things now the professor does have soft parts for for slasher flicks but this yeah. is here where he him and the maestro's scales mix in because not only is the the maestro is not the artsy guy the Maestro will watch the shittiest movie of all time and think it's amazing. He likes artsy movies too, but he will right, watch. He, he'll watch. That's, that's where he surprises he you because he, 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 he likes things like Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Right, but he can't He can't be on the critic level that the professor is. But the professor and him do share something that they both like movies that mean something. Yeah. And that's where I was getting into. I was taking the roundabout kind of trying to explain to the listeners how we give our scores even though the other two gentlemen aren't here. So when you hear the scores, we've never really gotten it down on paper because we are four different people. Right, me and you just have a similar scoring system. Right, that's why five for me and Mike is it's a watchable movie. It's good. You should go see. Yeah, it. it's average. Uh, if it's below five, it's a bad movie. If it's above five, it's, it's, above a, it's a good movie or a great. And, you know, in getting into like eight nine, when we're right. talking about eight nines, we're talking great movies. Right, you know what I mean. Whereas those guys, you know, for uh, if the professor gives something a five, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's a terrible. Movie. That's a failure that, I mean, for he, him. He grades it like a teacher right, right, on right, a scale right. of zero to one hundred. Right, but it's it's a terrible movie for him. Yeah, and uh, and the maestro is kind of his scale. His scale is kind of like ours, but with the way he votes on his scale, and this is fine once again. And I, I'm glad we have different opinions. 
uh, is that he votes on his entertainment and the message of the movie. And we found that out last week. <laughs> Because he yeah. he liked the crazies more than any of us because he liked the message of the movie. And that's probably and, and here's what it is: when people put this in such high regard as you were talking about, and you couldn't figure out why, it's because there's a message to this movie. This movie is taking a shot at consumerism in the United States and how we're just mindless zombies going through our day buying stuff. Capitalism is bad, you know. That is that is in which I don't believe. Those are not my sentiments. All right. But I'm just saying that is what people look at when you look at this movie. Our consumer lust and greed leads to our downfall. Right. Yeah. And that is kind of the message in the bottle. Right. And it's not a bad message. Believe it or not, there's something great to take away from that. However, when I watch a movie, and I know when you watch a movie, we're not looking for the message to make us go. If it has a message, that's great. Perfect example of a movie that we both hold in high regard, Get Out. Yeah. Great. It's got a message, but at the end of the day, it's still an entertaining movie. Yeah. I think at some point in juncture, the message can't sacrifice the entertainment of the movie because I will grade down on that. Whereas somebody like the professor or somebody like the maestro. And that's one of the things grade. I hated about Halloween 2018. Right, right. But they'll grade up because of that. Oh, yeah. You see what I mean? But I hated Halloween 2018 because of the fact that it was trying to grind in this message, this political message. I don't want to see that when I'm watching a slasher movie. Right. So, so so you hear what I'm saying. So yeah. that's why people hold in such high regard right. because of the message. And and also, in a way, I killed two birds with one stone because I explained how we all grade things. But before me and Mike give our final review and grade of the 1978 Dawn of the Dead classic that it is. I love saying that. Let's, <laughs> let's go around the internet for some other opinions, right? So uh, let's start. they're all going to be really IMDB high. gave it a 7.9 out of 10. Metacritic, that's critics only, 71%. Rotten Tomatoes combined score for this movie is 94% and Google users like this movie 92% like this movie yeah. so the fans really do like the movie once again I think it's mostly because of the message believe it or not it's gotta be that's the only thing I can think of because it was not a well executed nostalgia movie. or nostalgia for some people some yeah. people have the nostalgia thing or they haven't seen it in a long time and they go with either gut for nostalgia when they vote yeah and, that, you know, honestly, that plays a part. This movie didn't look to me like it took place in the era that it did. There's a certain look that I love mm -hmm. about movies between, like, 1974 and 1983, 84. They, they just have a certain look to them. And this didn't have that look. This this looked like a giallo, which does look completely different in well, that Well, they did shoot part of it in Italy. Well, yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, so with this being said, though, before we give our score, I, I just want to say I, I think there's a lot of differing opinions out there. And uh, that that's nice. Um, but... I'm going to jump in and go first. Go ahead. So my final overall thesis of this, I do like the story. I like the message. I don't like how it was executed, but I actually do like the message of this movie, as we just talked about. It is a, it's a good message that stands to this day. So I thought that that was in interesting in its own. Um, sacrificing stuff for it does make me take some points away, but the message itself and the storyline itself, I'm all right with. With you, I thought the acting in this movie is atrocious. Mm -hmm. I have never wanted a person to die more than the female heroine in this movie. <laughs> never. I am not even joking. That This is like she's top five on my list of people I can't wait to die in a horror movie. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we have. She she's makes the top five. So there's that. Uh, the biker gang, totally, totally <laughs> useless. And, and the fact that they're driving around in circles and just getting shot off their bikes is just... And then, how about the guy with the pressure cuff on when the zombies are surrounding him? Oh, yeah. Like, he why? actually went and put his arm back yeah, in the thing. Why? What was why? the point of that? Savini, why was that even filmed? Savini getting ripped apart is cool. Like, not yeah. it's not as cool as uh, later rip-aparts, but it's 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 the start. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, you know, <laughs> take or miss. I did, lo I did like the location because I thought the mall was a cool concept. I do. Yes. I thought the mall itself looked fine. 
I thought that was a cool concept. However, I'm with you. Some of the shooting and some of the screens, it just it didn't look it didn't look as crisp as I would like it to look. And I understand we're talking about 1970s. I know. I look at grainy footage. That's fine. I don't care. That's not the point. It's not like it's not like the the aging. I think the aging makes it look better because yeah. I, I watched an HD. And version you know what of the argument well. is with that? Halloween. Listen, I watched the HD version of this and I didn't I didn't like it as much. Right. I've I watched but Halloween the past, was but in for the this same exact year. For this rewatch, I watched an, uh, not an original cut, but one that was in HD. So I, I got the grainy. Right. I like the grainy. I do too. I like that old fucking feel because it's a film from the 70s. But I don't want to watch these movies in HD because it takes away from that right. a little bit. Because then you can see stuff that you weren't supposed to see too. Well, yeah. Because uh, there's things when it's in HD, like you can see Michael in the background in HD, yeah. hardcore in the Halloween movie, where you can't see him until the lighting right. in the original cut, which is it's, it's far better. It's a far better movie for it. Anyways, I digress. We're not talking about Halloween. We're talking about Dawn of the Dead. So I think that. The, the, I don't mind that, but the problem is the shooting, it didn't look good. The cinematography was not good. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. Uh, I didn't mind the soundtrack as much. I don't. I agree with you about the sounds, though. The sounds were shitty. Like, the mall <laughs> sounds were horrible. It, was like, it, was, it sounded like it should have been the uh, Killer Claws from Outer Space soundtrack. <laughs> no, it was like, what is going on? But the music itself, when we do hear Goblin, I'm in. Oh, Goblin. I'm back in. I'm back in. Oh, Goblin. Uh, Dario Argento's wonderful band that's been featured in every Jalo ever, <laughs> including Suspiria. Uh, anyways, uh, with that being said, uh, overall though, like I said, I'm unlike you, so I'm going to give it a nostalgia boost. In my scoring, it gets a nostalgia boost. It really does. But even with that nostalgia boost, I give this a 4 out of 10. Okay. It is slightly below average for me. I Once again, it's another thing where I think that the remake of this is far better. And by far better, I haven't watched in a while, so I would, I'd have to give it another watch. But if I was going off of my last memory of watching, I'd probably give that at least a six, the remake, at least a six. It yeah, could I be would a little, too. It could be a little higher, but I, I'm just going off of memory at this point. Right. Because I like to go back and watch it. That's a, one of the reasons why I started rewatching things, too. Because I found out when we were doing I Love Movies, the Patreon-only show over at patreon.com slash a122productions. Cheap, shameless plug there. Uh, that's what the point of that show became is, let's rewatch these movies that we loved when we were younger, when we not just kids, but teenagers and stuff, and then watch them with 2021 20, eyes and our new and our and taste now, do we still love them? Is the nostalgia enough to override or are they just bad movies? And a lot of them turned out to I didn't like them as much as I did. Like if you would have put a, if you would have asked me when I was a kid, I'd been like, oh man, that movie was phenomenal. I should say a kid, but even in my twenties, oh man, that was a great movie. And then I watch it now and I'm like, you know, it was good. Nostalgia gives it a little bump, but it's only like a five or a six. Right. Whereas before, I would have gave it an eight or a nine. Right. So it's like the test of time to go back and rewatch and make sure I'm still where I'm at with it. I mean, certain things I'm always that way with. Like the two highest scores. We know we I won't give anything a 10. The highest is a nine and a half. And sitting at that nine and a half perch right now, currently, there's other movies, but Halloween and Jaws are two of them. Halloween, Jaws, and uh, Black Christmas for me. Black original. Christmas is great, too. I, I don't know if I... I 2019, of course. No, of course, 2019. <laughs> uh, I might even put The Exorcist in high regard. It's definitely above a nine. Yeah. I don't know if it's as high as the other two, but it's definitely above a nine. But anyway, and I know you hate... I, well, you don't hate the movie. You're terrified I'm terrified of it. Of it. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. I think you it's an even, excellent movie. By the way, true story. And I know we brought it up before. He would never even not even go around the archbishop we had at a, uh, we had <laughs> I a sci-fi horror near fest him. who does exorcisms for the Vatican. Yeah, I don't want anything coming in he contact like, with me. I won't go near that guy. He uh -uh. wouldn't even be in the same room. He came over on our side of the building and I moved. He walked by our table and you fucking moved. Yeah. I got up and went across the building. <laughs> oh, anyways. But with that being <laughs> That's said. That's a true story. Now we're, we're jumping back off of Dawn of the Dead again. That's what we do. We're scatterbrained here. But, it uh, happens. It's entertaining. But with that being said, though, my final score was 4 out of 10. So I think I think that's personally fair. I know there's going to be. I'm, I know I'm going to catch a lot of heat. I know if you guys want to send us socials, we'll drop them socials again. I know a lot of you know. You can send us a lot of heat and give me whatever you think. But 
let's be honest. I, I was entertained enough by the movie that I don't feel like it was a waste of my time. It's not the crazies, which I gave a one out of 10, <laughs> but a four out of 10, I feel like giving it a nostalgia boost of probably like two points. Yeah, I, I think that's fa- I'm sorry. I just think it's fair. Right. So uh, if you're keeping score at home, uh, week one, the amusement park, I originally gave it a two out of 10. And last week I did change it back. It's, it's a one out of 10. I gave it a one as well, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, yes, I yeah. believe so. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, week two, um, for the crazies, I gave it what? It was a 1.5. Yeah, I, I gave it a one. Uh, yeah, I gave it a 1.5 out of 10. <laughs> so I've given two ones. So they were both atrocious. And like I was saying, and you know, when I wrote down my notes initially, I started giving this thing a score before I actually finished the movie because this was painful for me to get through. Absolutely painful for me to get through. Um, I did think that it kind of picked up a little bit once they did finally get to the mall. Uh, that was a really cool setting. So that's the one positive thing I'm going to say about this is they found a really cool setting for this. Um, even though I, I really did not like this movie at all, I actually want to go to that area. I want to see the cemetery and the location where the original house was from Night of the Living Dead. I want to go to this mall. You know, I, I, I want to see these things. The JCPenney is completely gone now. It's actually part of like the open part of the like the corridors of the mall now. But I, I want to walk where these things were. I want to go to the museum that was there. I want to see these things. So I really, it, this is where it kind of did bump it up a little bit for me was the setting of the mall. Um, and, you know, I, I made the uh, the comment earlier about how corny the acting was and how terrible the plot was and this and that. The remake, as much as I do like the remake, you know, there were some corny, goofy moments in that too. Like when they're all on the roof of the building and they're like, oh, shoot Rosie O'Donnell, Geraldo Rivera, get Burt Reynolds. You know, they're up there just like shooting these guys and having a good time when you probably wouldn't be having that good a time with what you're experiencing. So there's a couple of things in there that was, you know, a little little goofy uh, in the remake. It's not a perfect movie, but I think it's a vastly, vastly better movie. Uh, much, much better movie than, than this. So that being said... Week one, one out of 10. Week two, 1.5 out of 10. For this movie, I don't care what kind of heat I get for this. This was a terrible movie as far as I was concerned from start to finish. Very poorly done. I do not understand, and I never will understand, why people love this movie. But I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. And I think that's being extremely gracious from how I felt about it when I started watching it. Listen, I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I the only thing I did uh, I your assessment was great. The only thing I disagreed with the assessment is that it was unwatchable. I thought that it was watchable at least. Oh, I I don't painful. think it's painful. Ready for this? I, I don't, almost didn't no, finish the this. The crazies is fucking painful. Yeah, and I didn't finish this, that. This was this was at least I like I said I don't feel like I wasted the time to watch it. I just re, re I just reinforced my opinion that if I'm going to watch Dawn of the Dead, I'm just going to watch the remake. Like yeah. It's kind of one of those things. It just reinforced that opinion. That I, crazy. That I've, but by the way, I've had that opinion of the Dawn of the Dead for a while. I know some people were like, oh, I can't believe that. No, man. I've always had that opinion that the remake was better. Yeah, and I so, just saw this a couple weeks ago. I'd never watched it before because I knew I wasn't going to like it. What, this one? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just watched this. It was maybe like two, three weeks ago I finally watched it. Some of that being said, but everybody's opinions are different. And uh, like I said, I feel like that I was fair to it. If you don't feel like I was fair and you just want to drop... What you would think of it, do it on you know you can do it on the social medias, Facebook Horizon six oh seven, like and share the page at Horizon six oh seven on Twitter and Instagram hashtag HZ six zero seven. Of course, of course, of course, of course. You can also find us eight one two two productions dot com. Find out all about the show. Find out about Three Fighters podcast mm. Horizon six oh seven. Yeah, the wrestling show. Yeah, friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, the ODPH. Love those guys. Find out about uh, the bands, 
that uh, we're going to be talking about a new band in a second. Yeah, we are. We are uh, I'm we, excited I said that for this. the end, by the way. But uh, bands like like Shout Out the Robots, Second Suitor, Floodlands, uh, Tom Jolu, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and so many more. Thank you guys for allowing us to use your music. Make sure you check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, Bandcamp. Support them. They're fucking awesome, all of those bands. And of course, our local sponsors like Dragon Master Games and Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. You can find all that information and more at 812productions.com. Yeah, absolutely. And then last but certainly not least. Oh, well, you also, because we are going to be doing a horror movie watch-alongs, and we're going to start getting into those as uh, we have more time here in the summer. Of course, it's a little hard for time because we're all vacationing and having fun with our families and doing that and, and, you know, donating the hours for all that sometimes sucks, but we will be getting them done. But make sure you follow us over on twitch.tv slash podcast. Every week we come to you with the wrestling show, talking all things pro wrestling, me and Ken M from the ODPH. Also, uh, you know, we come to you for wrestling pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views. We do movie nights. By the end of the month, we're doing Independence Day for 607 Podcast because that was voted on by the fans. We are going to be doing a horror movie night coming up, probably not until August because obviously we're pressing us time in July and there's a lot of things going on. But uh, I do can tell you Lamageddon, it's going to be a double feature and Lamageddon's one of them. Yeah. We were talking about Absolutely. doing uh, possibly uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The next generation is that the was, other one. That was possibility too because I think the professor has never seen it. I, I think have you seen, one, I've seen it. You, yes. Yeah, so it's got to be the professor because Maestro, loves, Maestro it. loves it. So yeah, yeah, I think that was professor has never seen it. I remember there was a reason. But anyways, with that being said, so much more over there at uh, twitch.tv slash 6.7podcast. And of course, for as little as $1 a month, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get this show early, plus it's the un- uncensored version. Unslashed, if you will. Unslashed. And then, of course, the Three Fat Nerds podcast, you get early, and you get that as the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition. And then last but not least, you have two made-for-Patreon movies or shows. One is I Love Movies. Sorry. Uh, I discussed that earlier. So we go back and check out movies we loved and see if they stood the test of time or not. Did they age well? Did they age poorly? What do we give them now? Do we still love them? Do we not? Do we talk about that every month, once a month on Patreon? And then, of course, the hottest show behind a paywall, because that's where it can only be, because anywhere else would get us canceled. And it's... Love is scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. And that Spooky Mike is this Spooky Mike. See right here next to me. And uh, Diesel is your love doctor. All of your love doctors. And Mike's there to give the, the, the normal person's reaction to the <laughs> shit that comes out of Diesel's mouth. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's shocking to say but the least. But we will be recording an episode this week that's going to be coming out for July. Uh, uh, I Love Movies will also be coming out in the next week or so. And I got to throw it out there. The one coming up in July, we're playing a game with Mike C. Because Mike C., do you want to play a game? I love games. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for you guys to see it when it comes out, but you can only see that for Patreon. And like I said, there's two tiers, $1 and $3, and it goes towards helping us do everything we do here. And it's really appreciated, and we give you some swag, and it's, it's fun times. And you get extra stuff that I think is far beyond fucking amazing. Absolutely. So Mike C, in the closing today, we are actually going to play a song going out uh, instead of the normal way we go out, which is usually with the Horror Zone back end. But... We, you were in contact with a punk rock band that you have seen live. Yeah, I saw I have them. Yet, uh, I have with, not seen them yet. Yeah, they were actually uh, here in the 607 uh, in Binghamton, New York. They were uh, opening for um, Ari. Yeah, Ari Lehman. Yeah, when Ari Lehman was here. Was so I actually got to meet the guys, and um, you know, it was a little over two years ago that I met them. They were really cool guys. They were a fun band. Uh, and um, I talked to them when I was there, and they said, you know, yeah, if you, you know, talk to us get a hold of us you can use our music if you want and uh, i haven't talked to them since and the other day i was just i was bored i was on facebook and i happened to see a post of theirs where they were talking about how their tour that's coming up and i reached out to them directly and i don't know which one of them got back to me but they're like oh dude we're shameless you know not only can you use our music it's it's free reign use whatever you want but we'll come on and do the show we have no we have no uh you know no qualms they like about doing themselves yeah yeah they like to they like to show themselves off so, so. the band is called the jasons 
Uh, we are going to play a song after Mike C says his goodbyes here in a second. We're going to play a song called I Can't Stop Killing. There's plenty of songs. We're going to hear them over the weeks and the breaks and stuff like that because this is real good shit. It's called I Can't Stop Killing. It's off the album Get Fucked. Yes. That's, that's how you know that they are a punk rock band. Uh, like I said, <laughs> they, wear, they wear punk rock clothing, but with Jason masks is the gimmick. Yeah, they all have different Jason masks. It's, from, it's, it's pretty epic. One of them even wears the Jason Part 5 mask. I see that right here in this yeah. picture. And they have, uh, it, it's great stuff. You can find them anywhere. YouTube Music, which I'm playing it off of YouTube Music. That's how they can find it there. Spotify and Bandcamp support them. They're fucking awesome. And uh, with that being said, Mike C, let these people find people uh, say goodbye to these folks, and uh, I'll play this music. All right, sounds good. So uh, thank you, Rich. Uh, thank you, listeners. Each and every week, we absolutely love and appreciate you tuning into the show. We can't wait to get back here next week. Uh, again, uh, it's going to be a little bit later coming out next week uh, because Rich is going to be on vacation. Uh, but we will. We will have the show out next week for you uh, when we get to it. And uh, we'll, of course, be bringing you the week's biggest horror movie news. We'll be talking all things horror. And, of course, uh, we're going to be wrapping up George A. Romero July uh, talking about the movie Martin, which I have not seen yet. So I, I don't really know what to expect going into that. But uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned, the month of uh, July, uh, 0 for 3 and Romero movies for me so um, and for Rich too so uh, we'll see how Martin goes uh, but we will be talking about that next week when we come back so until then for Rich for the missing maestro for the missing professor I'm Spooky Mike C saying see ya Stop killing! I can't stop killing!